Happy New Year. And actually, it is New Year's. It's New Year's Day today when we're filming, and you would know it's New Year's Day today because if you're in the music household, sauerkraut is cooking, and oh my gosh, it smells so good. It's one of our traditions here. I, I love New Year's. I love the part that it's new. Um, I love new things. I don't know about you. I love new places and new adventures. I think maybe it has something to do with the fact that I grew up in a military family and we moved every two or three years. For some people, that just sounds horrible, but I loved it. It provided a new start. It provided new friends and new places to go, things to see. Well, I think that New Year's does that for us, doesn't it? It provides a new opportunity, a new start, new adventures. So Happy New Year's. Uh, we'll start a brand new series next week. Pastor Brian will kick off a series called Raise Your Rankings in 2021. And we're going to look at four different areas of life that if we invest in, we're going to see the, the rankings of life go up. So I hope you'll come back and join us for that. But to get us going this first Sunday, I wanted to share a little bit with you about a new discipline that has come into my life that I started actually practicing towards the end of 2020. But it was so powerful, this discipline, I decided I really want it to mark 2021. Now, it's not a uh, physical fitness discipline. It's not a healthy eating discipline. I, I could use those. I actually saw a sign that I really related to that said, I missed my workout session today. That makes five years in a row. Like, that's more me. What I did do is I incorporated a new spiritual discipline, a spiritual practice, and I'm going to tell you what it is doing. It is changing me and is changing my connection to God. Maybe that's something that you want as well in this new year. Changing me and changing my connection to God. And maybe better said, it's changing my awareness of a truth that the Bible teaches. It's not a new truth to me, but the experience of the truth is new to me. So what I want to do is I want to read from Psalm 139. And as I do, I want you to listen and see if maybe you can pick out what this new truth is that has connected to my heart and I hope will connect to yours. Psalm 139. Lord, you have examined me and you know me. You know everything I do. From far away, you understand all my thoughts. You see me, whether I'm working or resting, you know all my actions. Even before I speak, you already know what I will say. You are all around me, on every side. You protect me with your power. Your knowledge of me is too deep. It is beyond my understanding. 
And then David, who wrote this psalm and wrote these words, the next thing he does is he poses a question. But I wonder, when you hear it, is it a question or is it a declaration? He says in verse 7, Where could I go to escape you? Where could I get away from your presence? It's like David is having this sort of aha moment where what he's said has now become a part of his understanding of who God is and, and the role God plays in his life and how he's connected to God in a new way. It's a declaration of truth, of his reality, or maybe it's a deeper reality of his connection and relationship with God. And that is true for me. A new and deeper revelation or experience of the truth that God is with me. He is always present. And I know it sounds so basic and so simple, but what's happened is it's become so fresh and alive to me. It's the understanding and the experience that I am already fully immersed in God's presence. God is with me always. As close as the air I breathe, He is. Now, you might be going, well, that's it, Helen. Like, that's all you got for us. <laughs> and it is. But I'm going to tell you, friend, it is changing me. It is changing my connection with God. And what I wonder is, I wonder if this is what you want in your life. Don't you and I want this to be our experience, not just our knowledge, but true for us as well. So here's how I've been practicing this to make it more of a reality to me, because I, I want to share that with you today. Now, I have to tell you, um, when we shifted from being live on campus to being live in my family room, I was really happy because when I thought about this message, and I had been writing it before I knew this shift was coming to filming here, I really felt like this was more of a conversation than a sermon, that it was more of a kind of a devotional from my heart to you, more vulnerable, really. And so to be here in this setting where this practice is what I've been practicing, um, feels just right to me. You see, my discipline is to spend time actually in this chair every day. I read the Bible and read a section or sometimes I read a book that helps me understand God better, but I try to daily spend time here to connect with God. To do that is important. The Bible teaches that a discipline like being in the Word matters. You read in Psalm 119, it says, Your Word, God, is a lamp to guide my feet and a light to my path. 
or Joshua 1.8 that says, Study the book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. So just kind of as a little of encouragement, this last year what I did was I used this Change Your Life Daily Bible. And I love it because it goes through the entire Bible in a year and you read Old Testament, New Testament, some of Psalms and some of Proverbs. And this is what I did. I'm thinking about this coming year. Um, I have this new Bible here. It's the one-year chronological Bible. And I'm thinking about possibly doing that, reading through the Bible chronologically. But regardless, this is where I spend time listening. Now, that's not changed for me. But what has changed is the way I approach this time of reading and learning and listening. And that's where this practice comes into place. Because here's what I do. I begin by lighting a candle. The candle serves to remind me of the truth that we read in Psalm 139. As I light the candle, I say to myself and focus on the truth that I am already fully immersed in God's presence. I was when I woke up, I am right now, and I will be when I lay my head on the pillow. I don't have to do anything or be someone for God to be present. He already is, and I am fully immersed in God's presence. That truth combined with this experience of lighting a candle, it's changing me. So I've been reflecting on why this seems so fresh, like why this truth that God is present is producing new fruit in me or new life in me. I mean, it's it's a truth that I've known over the years. I've read Psalm 139 numerous times. We just came out of Christmas. Emmanuel, God is with us. The teaching of the scripture is clear that God is always with us. So why is this impacting me in such a new way now? I read uh, a book last year, and I have to say, actually, this book was probably my favorite read of 2020. And the book is called The Eternal Current, How a Practice-Based Faith Can Save Us from Drowning by Aaron Nequist. I read the book, but also listened to a podcast that Aaron has that goes along with the book. And it's very interesting because the podcast is very kind of practice-oriented. But in almost every podcast, as Aaron started, he would start by lighting a candle and acknowledging that we are already fully immersed in God's presence, that God is here with us. And it it sort of took me by surprise as I heard him say that over and over listening to the podcast. And I, I read something in his book in a section that said, understanding where God already is. This section, he talks about Two phrases that our Christian tradition uses quite frequently. It's true of my Christian tradition. 
We use these two phrases a lot. See if they sound familiar to you. We say, and then God showed up. Or we say, God, we invite you here today. Now, I use those phrases repeatedly. And he points out that these phrases, while well-intentioned, could suggest that God wasn't there before. Or we're suggesting that somehow God is absent otherwise. And he writes this, God is not a localized being whom we have to convince to move from far to close. And you know what? I thought about that and I thought on some levels, I think that that is true of my experience. That I feel like somehow I have to do something or be someone to evoke God to somehow show up. But the Bible teaches, where could I go? from your presence. Where could I flee from you? I am already fully immersed in God's presence. And what I need is to become present to the God who is already fully present to me. Is that making sense? Like it's making sense to me? So here's my challenge. If you will let me give you a challenge for 2021, here it is. What if you and I did our best? That's all we can do. What if we did our best to live each day in 2021 in the awareness that God is already fully present to me, to you? As you look to 2021, Don't you need that? 2020 wasn't easy. And unfortunately, I'm telling you, the flip of a calendar year does not flip our circumstances. For lots of us, our circumstances are just as hard this first week in 2021 as they were in 2020. You still find yourself struggling financially, you still find yourself in a marriage that is barely holding on. You still find yourself with an illness that you wonder what the outcome really will be. You may still find yourself in a job, a place of employment that is still impacted and not back to normal. You are still wearing a mask. You are still teaching your kids at home. You just fill in the blank. There is so much that honestly is outside of our control that this one thing, this one challenge, it is actually something we can control. That we would choose daily to acknowledge we are fully immersed in God's presence. At the minimum, would that not provide courage and peace and companionship and assurance when we live centered around the presence of God. It's an interesting concept, living centered around the presence of God, because you find it in the Old Testament with the people, the Israelites, who were wandering through the wilderness. When they would camp, do you know 
that they would camp up centered around the presence of God. Let me show you this illustration, this diagram of what it might have looked like. And what you see in this diagram is in the very center of the camp was the tent of meeting or the tabernacle. And then surrounding the tabernacle or the tent of meeting were the 12 tribes of Israel and all the families that belong to each tribe or clan. In Numbers 2-2, God gave Moses really specific instructions about how they were to camp and live. And here's what it says. When the Israelites set up camp, each man will camp under the banner of his division and the flag of his own clan. The camp is to be set up all around the tent. Now the tent or the tent of meetings is the tabernacle. You heard me use that word earlier, the tabernacle, which is the portable dwelling place of God, of Yahweh. It was where the presence of God lived, dwelled. It was his home. And he instructed the people, if you want to live in a way that will provide you the assurance you need that we're going to get through this wilderness, or that I am present to you in all circumstances, that I am God, then set up camp with my presence at the center. What would it look like if you and I were to live with God's presence at the center of our life in 2021? What difference would it make in just everyday life if you and I were to do our best to live with the awareness that we are already fully immersed in God's presence? He is with us. What would be different and why would that matter? Well, it would mean that you and I would live with, I believe, the knowledge and the experience that we're not alone. There are some really lonely people listening today. Maybe that's you. And you need this word. You need this experience that God is with you. There will be places, lonely places, for all of us in 2021. This year, we will find our circumstances taking us into territory or wildernesses that we never thought we would enter. And God says, you are not alone. My presence is with you. I love that when Jesus spent really his last moments with the disciples, he had been crucified, raised from the dead, and then spent days uh, teaching them things that really mattered. And one of the very last things he says is recorded in Matthew 28. He, he tells his disciples They've been given authority, all authority in heaven and earth. 
And so he challenges them. He says, now go, because you have this authority, I'm giving it to you. Now you go and you make disciples and you baptize people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and teach them, teach the new disciples to obey all the commands that I've given to you. But then he says this, at the very end of this incredible, passionate challenge for life, he says this, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the ends of the earth. You are not alone. I am with you always. If we live fully immersed in the presence of God, we are not alone. But we also have someone bigger than us in charge. In 2021, there will be places that I need someone with bigger understanding, understanding of life and understanding of the challenge to give me direction and hope. How about you? In 2021, I will need someone wiser than me, giving me a sense of discernment and direction. In 2021, I will need someone stronger than me, giving me courage. And when we are in those places, we must remember God is fully present there. God is with us. Psalm 116.8 says, I have set the Lord continually before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. My right hand, close enough to hold and to touch, knowing God is present. If I'm living fully immersed in God's presence in 2021, then it will also mean that I choose to partner with God with God's work of grace and healing. I'm not sure where you are on your spiritual journey. You may be really new at exploring what it means to give your life to Christ, to put your faith and your trust in the work of the cross. The only thing that is the perfect payment for the penalty of sin and receiving Christ into your heart, where then the Holy Spirit lives there and leads you and directs you. I don't know where you are in this journey. But what you need to know is you're invited into a partnership, not a dictatorship. Just like we were reading earlier with the disciples, a partnership. And I love Jesus' teaching in Matthew 11, the way the message paraphrase talks about this partnership. Listen to the invitation of a beautiful partnership with Jesus. He says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. 
that is a partnership, I can join. And that's the invitation. Aaron, in his book, talks about this partnership. Let me read for you. He says, If we are already fully submerged in the presence of God and the reality of the kingdom, then every moment becomes an opportunity to open our eyes and partner with God's present work of grace. That's the invitation, to partner with God's present work of grace. So when you're putting your kids to bed, you can put your kids to bed or partner with God's grace at work in their life. When you find yourself at work not being recognized or not getting the promotion that you feel you deserve and could, you can partner with God's work of grace in you and in the situation and see how God wants to show up. It's an invitation to partnership. And finally, and I think maybe what is most important and maybe most needed by all of us, if we're to live 2021 fully aware that we are immersed in God's presence and that God is with us, then we live with a deep awareness that I am loved, that you are loved. If God wants to be with us, I kind of think maybe that's because he loves us. I certainly know uh, in a little while, this house will be filled with my kids and my grandkids and my husband. And I can't wait to be fully present to them. The reason is simply, I just love them. And I wonder if you know and experience how much God honestly loves you. He wants to be present to you in 2021 in a new and fresh way. And so, my challenge, my encouragement, my heart to yours from my family room to yours is 2021. Would you light a candle? Would you this year join me in trying this experience? Maybe you have a candle in your home that you've tucked away, you could pull out if you need a candle. We're actually gonna put candles out on Kid City side that you can drive by anytime this week and pick one up, or you can get one next Sunday when we have live services again. Or maybe you need to go buy one. But would you join me? Would you join me in this experience of acknowledging that God is present to you, wanting to walk with you in 2021, acknowledging that you're fully immersed in His presence? As you do, I'd love to pray for us as we journey into this next year together fully immersed in God's presence. Will you pray with me?
God, I am amazed that you are the kind of God that does not want to be distant. At Christmas, you sent your son, Jesus, so that he could live a life, become a perfect sacrifice for our sin. He would die on a cross and be raised again, all for the purpose of love. You so loved us. And I thank you that you want to walk with us, to be present to us, for us to be fully immersed in your presence. So thank you for that truth. Now friends, I just wonder in just a moment of silence, would you just listen? What is it that God might be saying to you through the words of this time together that are just for you. Just take a moment of silence and just listen. What would he be saying just to you? Thank you, God, for the way you speak to us, the way you want to walk with us and work with us. We desire to partner with you in 2021. Empower us to live in this new awareness that we are fully immersed in your presence. We were when we woke up, we are right now. And as we journey through this day and through this year, you are with us. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Happy New Year, friends.